Thank you for stopping by the Inside Deschutes County podcast. We hope you click those subscribe and download buttons. Wherever you might be and however you might be listening, we appreciate you making us a small part of your day. Be sure to catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also find us on deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Ease of access. Work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode 12 of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Eric Breon. It's fall. That means so many things. Halloween is upon us. The leaves are changing color. Pumpkin spice is everywhere. Oh, and it's property tax season. In this episode, we want to make sure you have all the necessary information when it comes to things like real market values, assessed values, so on and so forth. Who better to talk to than Deschutes County's longest-running elected official and the longest-tenured assessor in the state of Oregon? That would be our own Deschutes County Assessor, Scott Langton. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. How long have you been doing this job? Well, prior to coming to Deschutes County, I was actually elected assessor in Wallowa County, Oregon. And uh, my family and I moved here in 1999, and I first took office here in the assessor's office um, in 2001. So you must really like this job. Yeah, I do, actually. It's got a lot of twists and turns and ever-changing, and uh, but I do enjoy it. Because most people probably wouldn't say that. I mean, it's taxes. Most That's like a dirty word to some people. Yeah, well, and how many kids grow up and they, they play firemen or policemen. They don't right. play, uh, I want to be the tax assessor. Right. How, how, well, how did you get into that then? You're a, you're, a, you're a beef, from what I understand, Oregon State University. Yep, graduated Oregon State. And um, I guess, how did I get here? I'll take a Yogi Berra line. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. Take it. Yeah. Yes. I know and... that line well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a busy time of year for you. And your team is that I mean, property taxi. I know that the you, you got um, town halls coming up. You've got uh, you know the all the notices have gone out to people. The they've w- walk me through kind of this time of year for you and your team. What's that like? Well, actually, we're busy all year. All year. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to undermine a, that at all. A lot of work that goes on. But it all culminates to the end result is all that work we do all year, the only reason we're really here is for that property tax bill. So this is where the rubber meets the road and then the people actually see what their taxes are. Because they're getting their statements now, basically, right? Yeah, we mailed them last week. And then they have uh, to at least make a third payment uh, by November 15th. So what goes into the process of certifying everything, the tax roll? And I mean, this is a complicated process for a lot of people to understand. I mean, the I mentioned real market value, assessed value. There's, you know, some people's jump up, other people's goes down. How do you explain all of the ins and outs of what your office does? Well, and uh, back up a little bit that as far as what my office does is the same as 
the other 36 counties. Um, this is a statewide property tax system that's dictated uh, most in part by two constitutional voter-approved amendments. So it's in the voters of the state put it in the Constitution how we do it. Now you have the enacting laws that the state legislature adopts, and then you have further clarification through uh, tax court cases. So what we're talking about here in Deschutes County, same set of rules in Bend, Lapine, Lakeview, downtown Portland, no matter where you're at in the state. So you're basically following a, a, a playbook, so to speak, and if you're doing things correctly, it's all by the book, right? I mean, it's so there's not, you're not making judgments so much as you're just kind of doing things as it's outlined by the state. Correct? Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, except uh, an appraisal. And of course, we're responsible for appraising each and every property at what a willing buyer would pay a willing seller any given year. So we have over 110,000 properties. Now, we're not physically looking at each one every year, but there's a lot of statistical ways we can adjust those. And an appraisal, by definition, is, uh, is an opinion of value. It should represent what a willing buyer would pay a willing seller. And in Oregon, that's of January 1st, six months preceding the fiscal year. So the values are seen on their tax statement now are by design at minimum 10 months outdated. Can you talk a little bit about what areas of the county have seen the biggest jumps. Are there any areas of the county that have seen big jumps in their property taxes? Maybe why? Well, you want to talk taxes or you want to talk values? Because well, can, I guess it can, I mean, both maybe. I mean, property values, I think people are interested in that. And Yeah, and the re reason I ask that is that um, prior to Measure 50, the constitutional amendment that was passed by the voters in 1997, your market value was your assessed value, which is the assessed value is what we apply the tax rates to. So prior to that, if you had big market jumps in one area of the county or the school district and other areas were different, you'd see taxes go up differently for different properties. With Measure 50, that said, well, we still have a market value when a willing buyer pay a willing seller. And we have what's called the maximum assessed value. And that's a value that's limited to the 3% growth annually. Your assessed value is going to become the lower of the two. So you can be in a very quickly appreciating area of the county or your market value, and this is what we're seeing on the vast majority of the properties, market value is significantly higher than the maximum assessed value. But it doesn't matter if your property goes up 30%, your assessed value only went up 3%. So the vast majority of the properties only see that 3% increase in assessed value. Now taxes, on the other hand, then the rates are applied to that assessed value. That's at the wishes of the voters. So in any given year, when the voters say yes to the ballot box, that will impact taxes going up by more than 3%. So you said rates are pretty much going up. You and I talked before we started that they're pretty much going up across the entire county. Is that what's what's the reason? Well, the the rates are set for each district, and then the voters can approve additional 
like okay. local options or bonds or et cetera. And now a district with Measure 50 was given a, a permanent rate, a maximum rate they could apply. Not all districts had applied those. So one of the nuances this year is Deschutes County, the, the general fund, the, uh, the commissioners raised their rate to the maximum authority and the two sheriff rates they went to the maximum authority. So the taxpayers were actually seeing a reduction or a savings over what the districts could have imposed in prior years. Now they've gone up to that full rate. The other increase is we've got some new school bonds. We have some rural fire protection bonds that have gone on, parks and rec bonds. So as we add those, of course, it had nothing been added and the rates stay the same and your assessed value grows at 3%. Your taxes roughly grow at 3%. But with those changes, that creates it where it goes above and beyond 3%. And that is one of the calls we get frequently. Yeah, there's a really good video on your website with the property tax ferry that ex explains a lot of that, right? Is the, um, the the 3% increase and why that is and and that's that's all measure 50 right so that was that's been in effect for a long time since 1997 yeah that's a that's a yeah. while yes how is the market right now i mean so we've had you know obviously huge jumps both ways steady now growing what do you what do you we're, think we're still growing we're not you know we went into covid and the market and this happened internationally in a lot of areas went up substantially, um, Deschutes County included. So for two years, there was really huge market appreciations. The last couple years, we're still seeing appreciation, but it's a little slower rate of appreciation, but we're still seeing positive growth in virtually all areas of the real estate market. What do you think are the biggest kind of misperceptions of your office by taxpayers? Um, probably my taxes are limited to 3%. Now, it's, yeah. uh, as long as you didn't make a change to your property, such as new construction or subdividing, you're going to have that maximum assessed value grow at 3 Now, of course, when you add, build a property or something, that is going to make your... Uh, assess value go up to reflect that whatever new was there. Yeah, because it can go up because if you add on, right, and then depreciate again once that, say you built a shed or something and that shed's been around for, you still don't get all of that, right? I mean, that can kind of ebb and flow. Well, we're looking at what the market's recognizing. So as a property, I mean, typically Deschutes County, other than the Great Recession, market values have appreciated. The market is willing to pay more than they did the prior year. Uh, the other really big common misunderstanding we get is that maximum assessed value, that number limited to 3% growth, is on the property, not the ownership. So when a property sells, you're basically inheriting or purchasing that maximum assessed value that's with that property. Now our state to the south of us, they have a reset at sale. And we have a lot of influence and a lot of people coming in from California. And a lot of people aren't aware that, no, there is no reset at sale. You're getting that maximum assessed value. 
which depending when that was established, if it was new property and how it compares to neighboring properties, it could be favorable, it could be unfavorable, but you, that's what you're getting because that maximum assessed is for the property. How do you deal with all these changes? I mean, because it's like it, the market's changing. I, I don't know. I, I, I could never do your job because of just all the different changes. Do you find yourself just, you know, constantly having to – how do you manage all the different variables that go into your position? Well, I think that's what I find enjoyable. Um, it's a challenge. It's a big puzzle. There's a lot of moving pieces. And as everybody knows, Deschutes County has grown tremendously. In my tenure here, if you look at the number, go to Redmond and look at the incorporated city of Redmond and how many properties are there. We've added more than that many properties in my tenure here. So there's a tremendous amount of growth that we've seen. Um, and I w would make the comment that from a business process puzzle standpoint, trying to work all these different numbers, track the real estate market, enact the constitutional amendments and the enacting laws, I find fascinating and a challenge. Now, I fully respect and understand why the citizens of the state wanted some stability and predictability in their taxes. And Measure 50 provided that. Unfortunately, it provi also provides some huge inequities between similar properties. Um, and with the complexity of how this works, um, even though I, I find it from a business process fascinating and challenging, um, I got to say that in the spirit of good, open, transparent government, uh, we could have done a lot better. Interesting. So how, how do you separate your life as the county assessor? I'm, I'm sure that you eat, drink, breathe this stuff nonstop. What's your life like outside of the office? Are you a, a golfer? Are you What do you do to kind of separate kind of the the work life of taxes and the pressures that come with this office and and manage your own life outside of that well i'm in bend for a same reason or deschutes county that a lot of people move here is the outdoors i love being out i'm a cyclist uh do a lot of gravel biking now and just out enjoying whatever all we have to offer here. Because the pressure, I would imagine, can be a lot sometimes. Because there's not a lot of, hey, we're so happy that they raised our property taxes or whatever that comes to How do you deal with the criticisms and the complaints that come to you all the time? I'm, obviously, your team is a big part of that. Oh, I've got uh, – I'll put my team up against anybody in the state. Um, they're great. Um, and I think we, we – take a conscious effort to understand and recognize who our customer is. And we understand how complex the system is, and it's our responsibility to be able to be out educating the property owner, the person paying those taxes. They are our customer. The taxing districts are our customer, the ones that, that everything you see on the property tax bill and it details out and for any given property what service providers are paying into. 
So at some point in, in time or another, the voters of a given area said they wanted a certain level of service. And that's what's unique about the property tax bill. With very few exceptions, everything's been voter approved. And so our job is let's take care of our customers. And with that, yeah, you you have some cranky customers, but for nah, the most part, they're come great. On. Most part, they're great. They're just wanting to understand, yeah. and they come in. And even the ones that are upset when you explain it to them, they might not like that answer, but at least have a better understanding of it. Well, it is complicated, Scott, and we're here with Deschutes County Assessor Scott Langton. How do you explain some of these nuances to people? What services does you and your team have to kind of help people understand because it's probably difficult for people, as you mentioned, coming from out of state or new property owners or new business owners. How do, how do you explain some of the nuances that come into this to people? Well, we try to be a little proactive where there's an insert informational flyer that we send out with each property tax bill. I do town halls this time of year where we go to each of the cities and have evening meetings. We make sure that we have a live body answering the phone, and that's all year round. There is no phone tree. We try to make sure we have backup support. So if it's an appraisal question or a cartography question or assessment, whatever it happens to be that we can hand that those people off so they're not getting the runaround, and we try to address their questions as soon as they, they come in. The town halls, I was trying to look it up real quickly, but the town halls, I believe, starts... Next week. Next week, right? November yeah. fir- Is it November 1st, I think? Maybe. Yes, 1st and 2nd, and... We can we can get that out to people. Yeah, okay. But, but the... Um, and then but, the following week, we have the two more So also. people can come, get information, ask questions, and you're there just to explain the, the changes or explain the process? What, what yeah, I'll give an those? overview of the property tax system, some of the, the hot-button issues uh, that might be in that given area on voter approvals or changes, kind of explain Oregon's overall system. And then I'll, we actually take appraisers with us, so then after that's over, people can ask questions We um, as a group or we can do little breakout sessions. Very good. What else do you want people to know about the whole system? You know, just, or your office, or, or how things navigate, just, you know, one final uh, opportunity for you to share what, what you want people to know about being the county assessor, the assessor's office, the property tax system, all of that. What do you want people to know? Just that we're available in there. We understand how complex this system is, and we don't expect people to know the nuances of, well, I don't know how the federal IRS tax codes work, and I have no desire to, but if I have a concern over my taxes, it'd sure be nice to be able to reach out and talk to somebody. Well, I don't know if anybody's called the IRS or the Oregon Department of Revenue. That's not yeah, good luck. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. uh, we take a different approach. So, if people do have questions, whether they're broad overall questions about Oregon's property tax system or specific to their individual property, give us a call. Go online. We have a, a tremendous amount of information that we've put on our um, 
website. Um, give us a call. Stop in. Email us. However you want, but just that we're there to answer and help. Yeah, because the resources are great, right? You can go to the websites. You can ev- you can actually, I think it's called graph it. You can graph your your values. Yeah, that relationship to the market value and the yeah. maximum assessed value. Um, we we actually every deed that's recorded that transfers real estate, we get a copy of. Any subdivision plat, any change of ownership, we actually map that. So a lot of people don't realize, too, that we have a whole mapping section, and the base layer for the GIS map, the ones that everybody, whether it's a city or the county, or that base layer is based on the ownership. So it's kind of the foundation comes out of my office. We reflect the deeds and the ownership as we go through that on each of those tax accounts. We value each one of those, both the market value and then calculate through Oregon's, you know, measure 50 and measure 5 on what those other values and taxes are. So there's a lot of different moving pieces and information that is all out on the website. So the websites, they can call. They can actually come to the Deschutes Services Building and actually come up to the window and get some help, too, if I understand that correctly. That's absolutely correct. And even in COVID, when the building was closed, you could still show up at the door and we'd escort you in. So we never closed. Nice. Well, Scott, thank you so much. This is this is complicated for a lot of people. It's complicated for me. And so thank you for walking it through with me. And um, explaining all of this stuff is, is you know, very, very... How, how much longer are you going to do this? Well, that's up to the voters. I'm elected. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and but you I'm, could choose not I've to... got th- three years left on this term, and then we'll see. Then we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, perfect. County Assessor Scott Langton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have questions about the assessor's office or your property tax statements, you can go to deschutes.org assessor. You can find tools to estimate property taxes or graph real market value versus maximum assessed value, all that good stuff. Lots of good information on that site. And if you'd like to attend one of the open houses Scott was talking about, that information is in the flyer that came with your tax statement. We'll also make sure to put that information on our social media pages. The first one, November 1st in Lapine, November 2nd in Bend. And if you have a question about this podcast or ideas for future podcasts, you can email me at info at Deschutes.org. And remember to subscribe to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Drop us a review or rating. We'd really appreciate it. But until next time.